it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday. You know what that means. It's another episode of the SmackDown Study for your SmackDown on January 29th, 2021. We are two days from the Royal Rumble, which I know I've said before is my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Obviously, things are a little different still with no crowds, but if Anything can happen this year. We can definitely get some magic. Um, Because we all know how WWE likes to throw in some some flashy things. Um, If you've noticed on Raw with uh, Alexa Bliss and all of her magic, I guess you could call it. Um, Everything that's been happening with that. It's uh, it's bound to be an interesting rumble. A lot of things can happen, and I'm 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 excited for it. As as much as the crowd is normally the big driver of the show, with them having the option to do some pre-taped stuff and kind of throw in some. Stuff you never know what'll happen. And apologies, my phone's blowing up, but that is how things go after SmackDown. So let's just get into the show. It, uh, this show is a. I feel like the show was infected, <laughs> but we'll get to that. So the show kicks off with Daniel Bryan. Coming out, giving us, you know, the the lowdown on the Rumble and how, you know, he's done everything in the company and the only thing he hasn't done was win the Rumble. And I know that if you guys listened to our extremely (laughs) jam-packed above the ring uh, this past week, I know we did our picks. Neither one of us picked Daniel Bryan. Uh, as one of our winners, which is fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't be terribly upset if he did win. Does he need it at this point in his career? No. But maybe this will lead into a WrestleMania storyline. So that's what I'm hoping for. 
But anyways, during his promo, we hear familiar music, but not of one from Friday Night SmackDown. But it's the music of AJ Styles from Monday Night Raw. And I was like, wait, why? Why is this happening? And then AJ let us know the quarterly brand invitational. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) The once per quarter time when wrestlers from the other show can show up and cause havoc on their, say, competing show. But it makes sense around the big four that you would have, you know, some cross-brand action going on. So, well, we certainly had plenty of that tonight. And as you can probably tell by my reaction to that, it wasn't it wasn't the best and it was a little upsetting but we'll we'll get to it so good thing though came out of this promo we ended up getting our main event for the night daniel bryan versus aj styles so honestly if you look at that that match anywhere is top quality could headline the pay-per-view so we'll see We'll see how this goes. But we have our first England action after that. It is Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Now, these two ladies have been going at it back and forth for weeks now. Well, Bailey had that <laughs> that uh, obstacle course last week that she lost, which I thought was kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I was a little worried it was going to be kind of useless, but it ended up, I thought it actually did a good job. But this match was fantastic. And also a note to all the SmackDown ladies out there. Never touch Bianca Belair's hair. It won't end well for you. Just just, just throwing that out there. Just don't do it. But Bianca scores the biggest victory of her short career so far. And she KOD'd Bailey and gets the one, two, three. It was fantastic. Interview her right afterwards, and she's obviously exhausted. <laughs> and it was just, it was great to see. So it leads going into the Rumble on Sunday. She's got all the momentum, which means she's not going to win. <laughs> it's just how this works. Remember, folks, if you look back, you know, you have like the best, you know, you do the best, you have the upper hand going into a pay per view. You're, you're, you're not going to win. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So I can I can fully expect Bailey somehow will eliminate Bianca from the Rumble, um, probably continuing their feud. Um, who knows where it'll, where it'll go? Maybe a loser leaves SmackDown match at WrestleMania. Who knows? Or we'll see. We'll see what happens. But that was a great way to start off the show. Uh, we then segued into our next match, which was going to be um, Dominic Mysterio and Baron Corbin. Corbin starting to make his way to the ring. 
And Dominic decides that, well, you don't want to wait. So he jumps the king and proceeds to just obliterate him on the <laughs> on the uh, the entry trap. So, first of all, Dominic, you need to have some respect for some for, for royalty and all hail Baron Corbin. But unfortunately for Dominic, try as he might. The ending is always the same. The man meets his end of days, and the king is victorious once again. Ray Mysterio was also out there on commentary. He does get some retribution for his son after the match, but still, Baron Corbin still gets the win tonight. We then have Biggie in the back talking to Sonya who was looking absolutely stunning in that red dress suit. Like, my goodness, I'm so happy she's back. Even if it's not in a wrestling capacity, she is an authority figure already. Like, without being technically an authority figure. So it's great to see her kind of throwing her weight around. So good for her. Um, But what I spoke of before about an infection... We had more of that with Miz and Morrison deciding to get involved with this interview, well, interview, with this discussion in the back. Um, And it leads to a brawl with Big E. And I didn't like how that was going. I was like, oh, this is only going to get worse, isn't it? Well, narrator, yeah, it it got worse. But (laughs) Uh, after that was, uh, I would probably say, the highlight of this show. This feud has been pulling SmackDown, and I, after this, I cannot I, – I, I was already hyped for this match. I, I have a feeling I know who the winner is going to be, but, you know, I really hope that it's not. It's the interview that KO and Roman had. Now, Roman, Roman did the thing that immediately makes everybody hate him. Just, we all know how much Kevin Owens is a family guy. It's obvious if you've been following his career at all, especially even through WWE, you know how much the man cares for his family. And Roman makes the mistake, or if it wasn't a mistake, it was a well-executed plan to upset KO was to go after his father and go after his grandfathers. Now, if you haven't seen the video that KO put out a while back um, talking about why his knuckles have initials on them, it's for his his grandfather's initials. So obviously, so they're always with him when, you know, he's when he's wrestling, which obviously very sentimental. And, you know, you just don't talk about people's family. I get the whole shtick with Roman being the head of the table, yada, yada, yada. And, and Paul Heyman, of course, behind him being, you know, the, the pompous windbag doing the same thing. Just sprouting, you know, regurgitating the same Brock Lesnar stuff, but for Roman Reigns. And I like the fact that Kale even brought that up. He's like, oh, so you're going to have Paul, you know, say the exact same thing for you like he did for Lesnar like yeah like well there you go (laughs) 
But by the end of this, KO was like literally screaming at Roman. I love the fact that he called Roman a bully. And if you noticed, if you paid close attention to this, when he said that to Roman, Roman's eyes shifted, his his upper body kind of shifted a little bit too, like he was directly called out and like hitting the nail on the head. So the subtle the subtle nuances and the little things, the storytelling is just phenomenal. It just it's a testament to how great both of these men are. And I'm sad that this feud is probably gonna end on Sunday. But we'll see we'll see how it goes. But obviously I'm rooting for KO, but you know, my heart's with KO, but my head is most likely with Roman. Now, again, if you listen to our Above the Ring podcast this past week. Uh, Sam and I will not be doing a pre-show for the Rumble because my my partner is over getting uh, uh, getting married. He's he's at a wedding, at a friend's wedding, uh, for the next couple of days, so he won't be getting back to his place until Saturday night. And obviously, after partying for two days, the man needs some rest. <laughs> so, what's going to happen is uh, once. Uh, we iron out exactly what's going on with the matches. And it's funny that, you know, we say that now they actually added the Sasha Carmella match, which I kind of expected to happen anyways, um, to the card. So we will get our picks together and I will be tweeting them out Sunday before the rumble starts. So basically after that segment, it shifts over to the main event. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. And at this point, it's like 9.10, 9.15 Eastern. And I'm like, oh, I think I had them go 40 minutes. Okay, I'm all for this. Well, <sighs> I should have known better because that sickness was there. So <laughs> while they're while uh, Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are wrestling, we have Cesaro sitting at ringside um, in commentary. Sami Zayn comes down a few minutes into the match with his signs and his camera crew, and then Big E comes down a few minutes later, immediately attacks Sami Zayn. Then Cesaro starts getting involved, and those two start fighting, and then Daniel Bryan does a suicide dive through the middle rope, takes out Sammy and Cesaro. Sammy, of course, doesn't like this, slides in the ring, attacks Daniel Bryan, causes the DQ. Then Shinsuke comes down, and I'm counting the bodies, and I'm like, oh, no, there's six bodies now. I said, oh, no, don't do this. And we go to break, and I'm like, oh, God, please don't make this into a six-man tag match. Don't do it. <sighs> Guess what they did, guys? <laughs> we got ourselves then a six-man tag. So it ends up being Shinsuke, Daniel Bryan, and Big E versus Cesaro, Sami Zayn, and 
AJ Styles. But wait, there's more. While Big E is in the ring, Miz and Morrison decide that they didn't like the fight that happened earlier in the night. So they get involved. They attack Big E on the outside, cause another DQ. So as they're beating up Big E, we get Otis coming down to the ring, try to even things up a little bit. So then we go to break again, and I'm like, we have nine people. What's going to happen now? Are we going to have a tenth person, or is it going to be a handicap match? Like, what's going on? And we come back from break, and oh, my God, it's a five-on-four handicap match. Thanks, Sonia. Appreciate you. So that match is happening. At this point, I'm already just like, guys, this is this is not SmackDown. This is... This is this is how Raw works. This is not how SmackDown works. Like, what are you guys doing? Stop it. <laughs> and then with like five minutes left in the show, everybody's doing their finishers in the ring. And then Sheamus's music hits. Sheamus runs down to the ring, bro kicks Sami Zayn. And gets the pin. So I guess Sheamus was the 10th man. (laughs) Then it just starts turning into another brawl. And then, okay, while we're at it, Braun Strowman has returned. Coming back from suspension from Survivor Series. And I will be the first to admit, I had completely forgotten why Braun was not on television. Had no idea. I had forgotten all about him, which is sad, but I had. I completely had forgotten that he existed. (laughs) So he comes in, pretty much destroys everybody, and the show ends with him doing his roar, brawn, bra, and just, yeah. SmackDown was a mess. An utter mess. Not something that you're supposed to go into one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year with both shows drop the ball this week. I'll give SmackDown a C minus only because the segments with Roman and KO and the women's match and um, the beginnings of Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles kept this thing afloat, but the rest a mess guys, come on, tighten this ship. I know you just made, you know, over a billion dollars by selling your your uh, streaming service to Peacock. I get it. But don't don't give us trash. Don't do it. Please. And I hate to be negative because us on Bedlam, we'd like to be positive about stuff that happens. But this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. It's getting it's getting ridiculous. So hopefully things straighten up. I know I'm hoping for a lot after the Rumble. And we start getting our WrestleMania storylines going in. Fastlane will be the 21st of March, just a few days after Peacock takes over. So we'll see how that goes. Hopefully the streaming service will be will be clean. It won't be a problem. You know, but you know, that's 
that's over a month from now, so I'm not worried about it just yet. So that's SmackDown tonight. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I apologize again for the, the negativity during my Raw review and SmackDown study this week. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I've i watched this product now for over 30 years, and I'm almost, I won't say embarrassed by it, but it's just, it just hurts to see like they they're, they're capable of so much, and yet I don't blame the performers at all. I don't because they're doing their best with what they got. It's just things just don't add up, and I hope they can fix it. I mean, SmackDown has been almost flawless lately until tonight, and going right into the Rumble, it just it hurts. It really does. So I just expected more from both shows this week. But maybe next week it'll be better and then going forward because we're on the road to WrestleMania. So that's it. That's it for tonight. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I hope you guys enjoy the Rumble. Sam and I will be doing our post-show after the Rumble, and that will be going live on Monday morning. So, if you guys don't already, please follow us on Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube as Bedlam Media and on Instagram as Bedlam Media Official. You can find myself on Twitter and Instagram as Scotty J Stream. Again, my name is Scott. I'm the man behind the Twitter of Bedlam Media. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys remember always. The most important rule, don't forget to join the Bedlam. Have a great evening. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.